Welcome to All Things D&D Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... How I Accidentally Uncovered a Kingdom-Wide Conspiracy in 5 Minutes This happened several months ago in our first session. The setting is Faerun, the kingdom we're currently in is Tether. This may be my favorite character and my favorite story, about figuring out my DM's plan way ahead of schedule. The cast, two male humans, diametrically opposed rogues, who studied under the same master, hailing from Om. I call them competency in Molehill. The mighty mountain, a halfling monk, from some sun-soul monastery near the Lake of Steam, who's super sensitive about his height. Poser, a young neutral good human cleric, native to Tether, who thinks herself a hardened criminal, but keeps getting my super-specific instructions wrong, to my eternal bemusement. The druid lady that my character couldn't come up with a nickname for, so I'll just call her Chains. She's an escape slave from Kalimshan, but we only learned that recently. And yours truly, a human fighter, opting to specialize in unarmed combat as an experiment, to the eternal bemusement of our monk. This was the second time in my life playing a female, and whose mindset I'm borrowing to attempt to weave this tale. Keltra Handmaiden, also known as the Pirate Queen, a chaotic evil fighter hailing from Luskin, in the company of an all-good party, except the neutral rogues. Anyways, here's the tale of how me being evil accidentally saved the day. Or made it worse, you decide. The location is Daramar, on the border of Tether and Kalimshan. The setup is that Tether's new ruling family moved to the capital of Tether, to Daramar after they emerged victorious in a civil war. Our party meets after I finish making fun of Molehill for getting his butt kicked by the Mighty Mountain. I am contractually obligated to say Mighty for making fun of his size three seconds after we met, which ends with me somehow becoming great friends with the Mighty Mountain. At this point, the players do not know my alignment, and I'm the most social of all of them thus far. In my defense, I was drinking both in and out of character, and we get to dumping our backstories. Molehill was a noble scion, trying to secure investment opportunities for his family out in Tether, but he was incognito, so what he told us was that he was merely a contractor for this family, and competency was his Alfred, making sure he didn't screw up. The Mighty Mountain was delivering supplies to a Sun Soul monastery outside of town that had been suffering a mysterious shortage these past few years after the Civil War. Poser was trying to raise funds for her local monastery, whose offerings were also mysteriously vanishing, and causing internal strife as a result. Chains made it clear that her business was her own, and that she wasn't going to tell her life story to anyone who asked. I was part of the Luskin Navy. Pirate is such a negative word. We're privateers whose ship was impounded, and crew placed under house arrest, after Tether Military discovered our captain was using our legitimate business vessel to do some human trafficking on the side. For some reason I can't fathom, this made Chains not like me very much. But hey, I didn't know he was doing that. But really, I didn't. I wanted to kill the idiot for smuggling cargo that talks under all our noses. So, we're getting to know each other. I'm drinking to Molehill's destroyed ego while raising up the Mighty Mountain as the hero who fought off the evil Molehill and his army of beholders. I might have gotten bored retelling what I witnessed to passerbys, so, myself and the tavern minstrels started making things up to amuse ourselves, in the song that totally happened, as it was christened. When a seven-year-old girl wanders into the bar. After Chains finally noticed the unattended child, she told us her grandpa had been kidnapped and wanted somebody to please oh please find him. I was just like, tragic, so about that payment, which my unlikely companions found questionable. But hey, 
Tether is a country that doesn't do anything for free, and neither does Luskin, damn it. Anyways, we found the guy pretty quickly without much fuss, believe it or not. Sure, he was half dead in an alleyway, but hey, a win's a win. After that was sorted out and we got paid, he told us of a ring of slavers that had taken his daughter, the girl's mother, and had left him for dead when he wasn't fit enough for hard labor. Apparently, they preyed on young men, who were physically fit, and young women who were above average attractiveness. It was at this point I looked at that glaring 16 in my charisma and physical description on my sheet and internally sighed. Everyone was freaking out about how to find these guys, so I did the only thing I could. I had a split up in case they were watching, as if they had no reason to, and took the longest, darkest way back to the bar I could by myself in the dead of night. And, would you know it, I found them. Three of them, in fact. They even complimented me on how a six-foot, muscle-bound Amazon of a woman would make a pretty good breeder. And I responded with, If you touch me with that club, I'm breaking it off inside of you. And they took exception to that. So I killed two of them, knocked the third one, a female, out, and shoved her in a nearby garbage can that I proceeded to carry back to the bar with me. But not before I honored that promise. With prejudice. So everyone notices my late return and a screaming garbage can that made funny noises when you smashed it against the floor lid first. I paid off the barkeep to let me borrow the upstairs and call for the watch captain to come collect a slaver. Meanwhile, my self-incompetency began the interrogation. So after learning the location of their base, the four of us, Chains, the Mighty Mountain, Molehill, and Poser went to investigate. If you're wondering about me and competency, it was decided that I needed to nurse my wounds, and competency decided it was unsafe to leave me alone with the girl, after I said we should kill her. Weird, but fine. So the watch captain shows up and actually knows the girl we're holding. To competency, this was weird. To me. This was red flag number one. But I said nothing. After all, he also knew me, and he didn't care for me. No idea why. Of course, she says I assaulted her and killed her brothers. I pleaded guilty as charged, but that in my defense they were planning on abducting me and selling me into slavery. He didn't care for my answer but let it go. He also let her go free. Red flag 2. My self-incompetency couldn't do anything against a fully armed watch captain, plus backup downstairs, so we just sorta had to watch as she went free, and we got a dismissive don't wander the streets at night, we got this. So after pressing further, well, we realized where everyone else currently was. You see, here's the thing, that woman wasn't a slaver. She took on indentured servants to work in her legitimate brothel, where they even got paid at the end of town. The same place our guys were on their way back from, setting on fire. All I could say was, huh, what are the odds I found a totally unrelated slave ring from the one we were looking for? Pretty good, it turns out. She genuinely did not know what we were talking about. So I agreed to do a simple job for her in exchange for her to not press charges. Of course, she only told me the job after the watch was nowhere near. Kill a half-work teamster. This teamster had been harassing her place of business. The one we torched, mind you. But since she would clear the debt if I killed him, I would. But that would take a few days to set up. So in the meantime, back to the main story. The slavers. The thing is, we haven't accomplished much. But my work still bore fruit, as we were ambushed the very next night by masked assassins who had heard about our investigation and wished for it to end. So after killing them and interrogating the last survivor, I'm sensing a pattern here. We learned some promising things about the sewers underneath the slums. And after competency brought home information he'd gotten from watch reports, I found out something critical. I was the only one who put points into gather information. I am the fighter. I don't even know why I put points into it, except because, uh, pirate things. Anyways, we found out these kidnappings have been happening in a pattern throughout town. 
but no clue as to why it was happening on this massive scale in, need I remind you, Tether's new capital. Then I remembered the teamster I'd been contracted to kill and went to ask my new best friend, the random mugger lady slash brothel owner, a few more questions. Turns out some of her girls, one she'd particularly liked too, had been taken by this half-orc and never seen again. But the guards, for some reason, wouldn't touch the simple contract day laborers. Red flag three. So after Nat 20ing a gather info check to put the pieces together, the DM told me that he was likely heavily involved. What he did not expect, nor the party, was my next outburst. Tether's about to go to war with Om. Silence at the table. The mighty mountain. Uh, what? Competency in the DM say, you're paranoid. Let's replay recent events, shall we? Tether moved its capital to Daramar, as far away from Om as it can get, but right on the border with Kalimshan, who also hates Tether. Why aren't they worried? The Mighty Mountain said, Okay, but how does that... But Tether only finished up a civil war a few years ago. They don't have the resources to fight a war, yet they've opted to leave their back exposed to one of their bitter rivals, to hold a more defensible position against another one. Competency said, Maybe the royal family just likes Daramar. We're seeing kidnappings at an absurd rate throughout this city. Problems in the capital usually are indicative of deep-seated issues plaguing the entire country. If there's a massive slave ring here, then it's likely worse throughout Tether. Yeah, but how does that prove a war's brewing? You just said they can't fight a war this soon, Molehill added. Right, but why aren't they worried about Kalimshan? Everyone, duh, no idea? Pop quiz, what is Kalimshan's main export? Shane's fidgeting awkwardly. Uh, slaves? Biscuits for the mean lady who looks at me like I brutalized a puppy. Right, so Tether keeps Kalimshan off their backs and provides weapons and possibly even bodies in exchange for slaves, which is illegal in Tether. But one of the main lifebloods of Kalimshan. They target people who can perform hard labor in Kalimshite Mine. Kalimshan stays off their back and provides weapons they know will be used against Om, who they also hate, allowing Tether to arm itself in nearly record time and attack an unsuspecting Om. But the people wouldn't... What, the people of Tether, who value a hard day's work over all else, would object to destroying a country best known for its petty thieves? Petty? asked Molehill, slightly offended. Of course, the churches wouldn't stand for it, but then the churches have been experiencing unusual difficulty as of late, haven't they? Poser in the Mighty Mountain in unison said, Oh my god! And Tether Watch won't touch a guild of teamsters that have been probably abducting women. They won't investigate the disappearance of its men, and nothing has been deployed to stop the goblin raids on the Om-Tether border lately, despite Om mobilizing to take those filthy bugs out. So in conclusion, Tether struck a deal with Kalimshan to attack Om, after Om exhausts its military campaigning the goblins, and used my ship and crew as the excuse, in case they got caught, because everyone else would expect Luskin to deal in slaves but not Tether. The whole party. We need to leave now! How the hell? The DM asked in disbelief. I win. So after burning down the slums as a distraction, we escaped into the sewers, where surprise, surprise, we found goblins aiding the slavers. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Until next time! <laughs>